Just a few film nerds breaking out of the rut Drooling over cinema that's hard and uncut Stick us in your ear, thrill to this month's picks And come and listen in, we're measuring Hello, everyone. Welcome to Measuring Flex. I'm Carl Hartley. I'm Max Peterson, and we are joined today by a very special guest, Sarah Hartley. Welcome. So this is actually a, a very special bonus episode, it's like side episode. What do we call this? Tonight on a very special blossom slash Measuring Flex. Blossom? <laughs> well, they always had a very special blossom, like the, the one you're going to... It oh, was. in the nineties, yeah. I, I missed it entirely. He's also never watched Mary Poppins, but I that's a topic for Poppins another day. <laughs> it was the top, yeah, it was the topic of last episode, it was the last one. So, yeah, this is a special add-on episode into the main season, not part of the Patreon, because we wanted to uh, have a sort of loose tie-in episode with the Old Town Playhouse and the production of the Who Is Tommy that they're doing that Sarah is directing. And yes. I am playing Uncle Ernie in. So. Right, so you're in the production. Sarah mm-hmm. is directing the production. Mm-hmm. I'm in no way affiliated with the production. No, you um, are now. Tell them, tell, let's, get, let's get dates out there. Tell them when they can, if people are listening in Traverse City. A lot of our listeners are in Traverse City. Do we know when the show's, okay. Yeah, the what? show opens uh, April 25th, I believe, yeah, and plays weekend. through May 16th. Oh, it's a pretty long run. Uh, right? So it's a long run. Four weeks. Yeah. Okay. Cool, excellent. Um, and then is, will this be at? Well, there's two of them. There's the Old Town Playhouse, and this there's is the, the main stage. This is the one that's on Eighth Street. Okay, what's the name of the other one? I always forget. Uh, it's the Depot Theater. The Depot Theater. Yeah. Okay, but this is at OTP. The yeah, Old this Town is Playhouse. the main stage. Yep. Excellent. Yep. So what we're talking about today is the 1975 Ken Russell film Tommy, <laughs> which I'm told barely relates to the musical. The very marginally, <laughs> like the music is very kind marginal. of the same. Like some of the words are the same. It's like, called Tommy. There's Tommy is the name to- of a person so in it's it. It's titled Tommy, and like they use similar words mm-hmm. like the there's a and pin, and. There's a pinball machine. <laughs> uh, there is. They're on a planet called Earth. <laughs> yep. I think. Which is questionable. Questionable, actually. No guarantee this. on that, man. No. <laughs> but so beyond that, no. It's it's totally. Um, I love that it exists though because it is so weird and different. It's like that experiment that someone did. That's loosely based on the thing that you. So let me burn the ca- through the yeah. cast, and then I want to ask you guys a question. Sure. So this movie's cast is insane. It's uh, we it stars Roger Daltrey, the founder of the Who, as the titular Tommy. It has Oliver Reed, the most amazing Anne Margaret I've ever seen, Elton John, Eric Clapton, John Entwistle, Keith Moon. Jack Nicholson, and then <laughs> Pete Townsend, Tina Turner, and some guy named Robert Powell. I don't know who he is, but like everyone else that I just read off when I was reading the IMDb cast, I was like, oh my God, at what point does Christ appear in this movie? <laughs> well, uh, somewhere in Act Two, I think. Yeah, actually, and no, you're briefly in Act One. You're right. It's the bit where uh, Roger Daltrey turns into Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what I wanted to ask you guys, I've never seen this movie. You've both seen it, mm-hmm. and you like kind of like tried not to, but ended up warning me I, about the movie. Yeah, well, my brain retconned a lot of it. So, like, so is this a movie from your childhood? No, no, no. When, when did you come to this film? College. college? <laughs> <laughs> different colleges, different years, but yeah, I it can... was one of those like. You try to find a copy of The Dark Side of the Moon with The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. And then you, you watch Tommy. Like, there's certain things, like, when you're in college, you're like, I hear that's really messed up. We should probably do this that. This feels like a college and, movie, actually. And drink the wacky weeds. Yeah. Well, what's really unfortunate is that, like, 
for our generation, mm-hmm. this was what we did in college was we found these random movies and albums. But in like the Who's generation, they had they were reading Dune and like <laughs> Arthur C. Clarke and like they had some really quality stuff. Which allowed them to create the trippy stuff that we're watching now. So yeah. we're getting like regurgitated inspiration from previous generations. We're getting, I feel, because like the the ones you just, like Arthur C. Clarke and Dune and all those cool sci-fi authors, I feel like if you take that and Aldous Huxley and the, that sort of thing, and then put it through the psychedelic filter of the late 60s, mm-hmm. you get Tommy. Yeah. Because Tommy's loaded up with, it's it kind of, we were talking, I mentioned a couple times we were watching it, it feels like a Terry Gilliam film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, a lot of it feels a little bit Kubrickian, some of it feels Cronenberg-y, some of it feels like... It's weird. This yeah. is a weird... Weird it wades movie, it wades itself in a lot of different pools. <laughs> Some of them have more or less pee in them than others, but it's pretty. Uh, well, uh, okay, full of, full of beans. All right, I mean. <laughs> pools full of beans, man. I feel like this movie for Act One and most, if not all, of Act Two mm-hmm. holds together enough that I can follow it and shows me enough really trippy stuff that I don't even care about the plot. Yeah. Like, honestly, because it is a mute, there's, they're singing and, it, I, wait, are there any spoken lines in this or is it all singing? Very few spoken lines. Okay, so, so it's, it's yeah. like ba- essentially an opera. So we're watching it and I realized about an hour and nine minutes into this 27 hour movie <laughs> that I wasn't listening to any of the lyrics because all I cared about was the banana sandwich they were serving mm-hmm. me up on screen. It's, it's like art. this... Just nom, 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 they, nom. Oh my! Nom. This movie arted all over me. For <laughs> what like, was it you said we were watching it? This is so arty. That oh, it's the, yeah. The A isn't capitalized. The, the R, R is. is. Yeah, this is capital R art. <laughs> <laughs> it's so edgy, man. Um, <laughs> I thought I honestly thought as the because at the beginning of the movie, Sarah was like, "This is like oh, I hope you guys are ready because this movie is art movie." Because they were showing it, it starts with like <laughs> Tommy's parents conceiving Tommy in a stagnant pool, <laughs> <laughs> and then we cut to war. And so it, you have bad babies. Yeah, well, yeah, that's how he turned out all like you know dysfunctional. Well, he was fine until he saw his dad get killed by a light bulb. Yeah, that but light bubble jack you right up. <laughs> Careful. There's nothing like getting softly, softly like bumped into by a one and a half pound lamp <laughs> it was on your his left bad shoulder. Side, Matt. Yeah, it, it was well, it, it was from side. the war. He had yes. an old war wound. You didn't see it. <laughs> the doctors <laughs> they gave don't him mention it at the, all. <laughs> but he has an off button there now. When the doctors <laughs> discharged him from the hospital, they're like, "Look." I'm sorry, we just... Uh, what's Why did we what's, put the kill switch on What's his parents' that name? That seemed like a bad idea. Walkers. Walkers? Yeah. He's like, Mr. Walker, we're so, we're so glad that you that you can finally leave us in perfect health. Now, we did want a, some exit con- consultation. Your brain is now located on the surface of your left shoulder. <laughs> so you're we gonna, had to relocate. There's so much damage in your skull. The we had fire to in, your pl- in your plane damaged your head so much that it's not fit for your brain anymore. So we put it in your left shoulder. You're going to want... <laughs> To avoid being even lightly brushed on the left shoulder, or it will kill you. Oh, golly, that sounds like a, a horrible idea. Couldn't you put it in say, somewhere safer? Well, I say, old man, are you sure I'm fit to be discharged then? <laughs> uh, it's, it's quite right. <laughs> Couldn't we come up with a bit, right, of, a, a bit of a better solution? Well, that doesn't sound like a good idea at all, does it? Um, yes, well, uh, unfortunately, this is 1961. We don't have the technology yet. So, what we've also done is. <laughs> 
Uh, we've rerouted all of your main veins and arteries also to your left shoulder. <laughs> In fact, most of your body is just comprised mostly jello. Yes, you're literally barely living right now. So you're going to want to be nice and gentle with that left shoulder. <laughs> so anyway, crack on, stiff up a lip and all. Well, <laughs> have fun, say hello to your wife for us. <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> so like that is essentially the state of, the state of things. Right. That's before people actually knew how to doctor. Right. <laughs> oh, he's broken. <laughs> what, crap. What should we do? <laughs> I almost feel like in the wartime hospitals they were like, "Is he breathing? He's breathing on his own? No, on a machine. Okay, that one's breathing on his own. Get him out. Get he's him done. Out. He's Give running. him his papers." <laughs> Because seriously, that's about as as sound as Tommy's dad is. Mm-hmm. So, and that is uh, so. One of the things I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about because this is a tie-in. That to the Robert old Tom Powell, Playhouse. by the way, is the guy Robert who plays Powell, that. He's not Adrian Brody. He looks like not Adrian Brody's maybe dad. Adrian Brody, actually, just straight uncle. up, Adrian it's like his Brody. dad's brother. It might be Adrian Brody. I'm not positive. Could be. He. <laughs> What were you going to say? <laughs> oh, because there are so many differences. Because people that, that listen to our show sometimes may wish to watch the film that we are discussing. Yeah. And so if you're going to do that and then sally forth to the Old Town Playhouse to watch this, do not expect the same thing. There. Are, no. I said at the beginning of the show, it's different. It's, which is very... It's true. Well, for starters... Capital R, true. For starters, they had a bajillion dollar budget. Yeah. Because this, I think this movie is only built around the set pieces. That's what Sarah was saying, right? Is like, it's just, wait, yeah. where you're, they called up the cast and crew and they're like, hey, what do you, do you guys what have kind any, of weird crap do you tell, have? What's the five 50 weirdest things you own? <laughs> <laughs> I got giant boots that I stole off a statue man. I got a white <laughs> hang glider. All right. Okay, we uh, we got the boots taken care of. Hang glider's going to be tricky. Yeah, I, I got uh, something in my basement, but it might be a little bit too weird, crazy for this. What show. is it? It's Don't a, ask uh, about it. It's an Iron Maiden made, made of heroin needles. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, well, we got Tina Turner mm. in the movie. That's a perfect fit. It's a match made in heaven. But isn't her name the Acid Queen? Shut up, Bill. We don't want any no men on this set. Get them out of here. <laughs> oh wait, that's not how you do acid. <laughs> yeah, unless they're doing intravenous acid, which is... That sounds like a good way to, like, clean your veins out and die a lot. <laughs> die a lot. Um, so I... That's how you die the most on drugs. <laughs> Dude, uh, all I was... Shooting acid. Most of my notes were just me naming, like, strange albums mm-hmm. to, off based off scenes of this. Like, for example, the one we're talking about right now, I called Tina Turner's Disco Syringe and the Morphine Maiden of Doom. Oh, mine was Tweaky Twerk and Tina Turner Touching Tommy's Tenders. <laughs> Oh my! <laughs> you are way more alliterative, alliterative than I am. I told you that I had alliteration. On that. <laughs> Dude, you were no kidding. Um, so I my notes are just barely here because the first like it's again, hard. it's almost impossible to take notes. The first forty five minutes of this movie are just you're like your mouth hanging open. And then, like, until drools all over yourself, and then you just turn to whoever showed you the movie, and you're like. What mm. did you bring into my home? Right? Why? <laughs> and you're excited about it. Unfortunately, I for that it. for for that act one, you're actually like, how could you have warned me about this? I mean, nobody needs a warning. This no. is beautiful. This right. is art. We sh- why are we all wearing like, t-shirts? I was almost upset because I'm uh, like, not at you, but kind of. I'm like, how would you poop all over this movie? 
because this is the most this is amazing and then 35 and then minutes into later, the emotional hour 10 it's like right. 40 minutes 40 minutes of i mean you could there was a like a temperature change in the living room there was, it was like me and carl like yelling at the screen and at each other like carl it's the best film we've ever seen and we we're hugging it's like this is the best we can stop the podcast now forever we found the and, gem and the sarah thing. sat wise and quiet on the couch just shaking her head sadly like these two boys are going to be so sad in about when the dehydration five, headache sets four. in <laughs> kidding. oh my god it's like when you day drink and you have to sober up in the afternoon and that hangover hits no, you. No, right? you know what it's like? It's, yes. That's exactly what it's like. Dude, like it's, coming off the river tubing and it's, it's two o'clock and you're like, why do I feel and like And the I, sun is piercing yeah. The worst is when, yeah. you, when, you dr- when you get drunk and you're still awake when you get sober again. That's mm-hmm. what this is. It's, this yeah. is precisely this movie. You're like, this is incredible. Or like, it's when you... You're hanging out with your friends and you all you smoke some weed in the morning, mm-hmm. but then by the afternoon, like you're sober and up, but you're still a little stuff feels everything feels wrong and you're not happy anymore. No. Which is why this feels like a half a day movie. Yes. It's only two hours, but it feels it's, it eternal. is great. So yeah, the first thirty five minutes is brunch a, with your friend. It's a ripping rock. <laughs> and the rest is bottomless like, bloodies. I forgot I have yeah. to go to work for sure. Thirty thirty up up to thirty five minutes. You're like I, this movie's what? It's been a half an hour already. It's been so fun by minute 36 you're like god we're not gonna have enough time to finish this i do have work in five hours and right. this is clearly gonna be <laughs> a this commitment is a of box time. set it's like 18 discs long this movie time travels it does when we did the time check i thought we were like deep into hour two mm-hmm. no it's it like uh hour 12 it was something. one hour and 30 minutes That's it was exactly at the 90 minute mark when i checked because i was like i was like this is Insane how long this movie is And then I'm like oh yeah this is where any sensible movie Would end but they gave us 30 more minutes But they made it feel like Two hours and 30 more minutes Just remember the first day We met it felt like a regular day And then the next day felt like Five what's the line from and then the jerk You went away to your mother and that felt like about a week and a half And when you came back That felt like a regular day again And then <laughs> Sorry. It's quoting but the you jerk, can, but you it's can like tell though travel. when when it happens because you have all this excitement. It's kind of like that birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese, right? And all the blingy lights and fun sounds and childlike wonder. And then the employees, and get- then like the television is like spewing beans, and that's like your best friend throwing up in the ball pit. And the night's just over. That was the right. high point for me, man. Was the beans, <laughs> beans, well, and chocolate. Everyone looks at looks at. Uh, Billy Ch- the Upchuck in his pizza in the ball pit going oh my god that's so crazy I can't believe Billy's pissing right now and then but, the smell hits you and then, you're like oh I kind of feel like I need a barf now <laughs> it's immediately not fun anymore what this felt like to me was I like your Chuck E. Cheese birthday party so it's Chuck E. Cheese birthday party and the 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 serving staff they are just dancing their little hearts out and they're just making they're singing, it and there's making bing, 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 it bing, 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 bing. And there's like pyrotechnics, and you're like, I can't believe that my the rest of my life is going to be. I'm so this glad good. I took my 52nd birthday to Chuck E. Cheese. Right, but then after like 40 minutes of that, they don't have any pyrotechnics left, and like the server, he gets off in like 15 minutes. Double. So he's like, uh, Yeah, here's the song and dance, and then he keeps looking at the clock, mm-hmm. and like the next, you, the first pizzas were amazing, but then they like. The, there was a shift change and the new cooks are just they don't care as much it's the night squad and they're <laughs> yeah. not quite as good as the day squad and the place is emptying out so like the vibe <laughs> it, everything gets a little more hushed and you're just oh. 
Man, let's celebrate. Okay, yeah. before we let's let's break this movie into two chunks. First, let's celebrate the madhouse that is the first thirty-five minutes. I almost feel like, can we? Can Pre- we? I'm gonna put this on the table. We can you can knock it down if you want. Can we talk about the second half of the movie first and then talk? And on the high point, on, absolutely. I don't want to go out on okay. This, this like so a, do, a whimpered fart. Do just, we? Do we want to jump? Okay, so we'll. Why don't we end on Suds's beans and chocolate? So yeah, here's we'll, we'll end on that. Here's where I'll put the. Okay, so we're gonna jump to the last nine hours of this movie. Okay. <laughs> Uh, we can spend nine minutes on it. So my first note is, I don't know if he's a pinball wizard, but he's a green screen jogger. Yeah, he is. dude, they, once they got uh, once Roger Daltrey yeah. jogging in place in front of a green screen. Not even on a treadmill. He's just like working his legs like crazy. Like, I'm running you. Which makes me actually appreciate like the Wayne's World references with the green screen. Hey, I'm in Delaware. <laughs> Do you know what's Hi, I'm in Delaware. Right, I'm in Delaware. <laughs> Do you know what a real bummer is? I realized, I just realized something about this movie. This movie ceases, completely ceases to be any good at all the moment Tommy gets his sight and hearing. No, exactly. <laughs> Which, was that intentional? I don't know. <laughs> it kind of happens in the show version, too. Like, the play. Uh-huh. Act two takes a, I think takes an equally sort of weird and strange turn where I kind of I always felt like listening to the rock album as a kid and like being familiar with the stage version like after intermission I kind of don't feel like going back into the theater mm. I mean you should at the Old Town Playhouse well and you can tell in, because it's such a different tonal mm-hmm. change yeah and in the stage version you can tell that this has happened by all of the reprise in act two like what about those better songs in Act One? Can we just bring those back in Act Two for a hot second so people remember that? This remember the remember the better times when there were better songs and more interesting things happening. There are definitely like brief, and it wasn't in the movie. It's not enough to save it because no. they're they're just like, hey, remember the wacky set pieces? Well, there's none of that, but here's the song we sang you, <laughs> right. and you're like, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here's here's where the here's where this movie doesn't make sense to me. They start and they're like, it's a story of a boy who witnessed a horrible thing, and he went blind, and he went deaf, and now he, he also can't talk. He's been silent, so he's just trapped in his own mind. And here's this this hard knocks tale of abuse and how he's prevailing, and he f- discovers that pinball is his thing. And then they're like, okay, so now what's our turn into act two? And he goes, well, a cult. What do you think of a cult? <laughs> <laughs> and apparently everyone in the room was like, yeah, 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 yeah. This is good. This is good. Yes. It's a cult, and it has weird fascist overtones throughout <laughs> a, like much of it. And also, why don't we give him back all of the things that made him... Intr- th- like, yeah. we'll take away all of the hardship that made him interesting and just turn him into Jesus. Except, yeah. Not even... And like then, you're, oh, he's like Jesus. He is Jesus. Exactly. And that's Ken Russell in the back. He's just like that is that's. It's like you're in my head. Get out of my head. Get. It's amazing. And what if all of the songs for the rest of the film were boring? You mentioned something I've during got, one of the songs too. You're like, I don't even know what they're singing about anymore. It's the Welcome to My House. Yeah, well, in whatever. the show, you can speak. Which to that. has been a, a widely debated song amongst the um, production team mm. because I chose to cut about seventy measures 
And 70 measures. That is a that is a choice I stand behind. I would say that was a good choice if that song has 71 measures in it. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, we need some like set transitions, so right. there's only just enough to transition the set. Do you know what would be a better transition would just be to cut to black on t- turn the lights off and go silent mm-hmm. and then switch the set around well that's bring how the lights back up and continue the show i remember as a kid, that used to be how oh, like before people figured out how to do appropriate like set design and transition like it used to be like between scenes you would sit in a dark theater for a minute while like volunteer <laughs> stage hands would go <laughs> <laughs> Hey, one of the one of the wheels is stuck. One of the wheels. Joe, you're off the Joe. spike tape. You're off the spike tape. <laughs> spike tape. But no, that's what it would be like. You sit in the dark. Lights come half up and then like, go down again. Like, <laughs> well, it's like a two-hour runtime on a play would go like three hours forty-five because of all the set changes. We gotta tighten up these set tighten changes. Tighten up these set changes because we gotta run it again. Run it. Whole a lot of this. It's a lot of. It's a lot changes. of just silence and then like. <clears throat> Uh-huh. <coughs> Make sure you tie that down. <laughs> no, no, because Jim is going to be on it in a second. We don't want him to hurt himself. Tie, tie it down. Da- tie it down. Okay, thank you. All right. For okay, places. Okay. Audience will be taking a brief five minutes. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Oh shoot! So to, that would yeah. be better than that would be my house. <laughs> well, and I will say it's so interesting when you read about the just to go a little intellectual on Tommy sure. for a hot second. Um, when it was written, it was pinball had nothing to do with it. When it was originally conceived, it was a it's, spiritual journey of a young boy, mm-hmm. and the the reason for his sort of inner turmoil or whatever was kind of. How do we just get this kid to shut down? Oh, we'll kill his father in front of him or whatever. Um, so the kid shuts down, and everything that happens to him is not is not intended to to be um, abusive or negative or positive or anything from right. his perspective. It's just supposed to be this experience of pure sensation, and it's kind of like this this Buddhist kind of whatever yeah. is happening to you. Let throat flow through you, and it's supposed to be very zen. And uh, yeah, and a- when he comes about to his senses and everybody starts to follow him they think that he's found this enlightenment but it's really just that he is that he's found um a connection with the world that he Mm. never had before but it's a connection that everybody has and it's supposed to be so beautiful and magical right it's the the second half there's some really heavy-handed like it you can tell it's like the zen buddhism thing is all over the movie and there's there's something in the second half-ish or like the last two-thirds of the movie that are very like, I'm not your teacher, I'm also a student. Mm-hmm. And that the point is like, we're all just teachers and students and we're learning from our experience. But see, what's magical is that in that point in the movie where you like kind of lose it, you're like, oh, this movie starts to suck. Right. <laughs> everybody in the movie and everybody in the musical is like, oh, we're not we're not into this anymore. We're not. Yeah, that's, that's so a like it thing. really yeah, does take you either. on this journey, like as an audience, right? That that has like a I don't know if it's intended, but it it actually like ties perfectly into what you know. Oh, I'm totally into this. This is rad. It's so different. It's art. It's blah blah. Oh no, it's just a normal crappy, crappy movie. movie. That's uh, really interesting. Okay, life is just if that a normal is crappy movie. That's a that massive is, misstep. No genius. <laughs> no, it's not. 
Okay. Because it's, no. it's, it's showing us, it's putting us there. It's it's like kind of how we struggle with Sofia Coppola. We've, we've, like, we've talked about wow, this before. The garbage. No, it's... Yeah. Well, no. We, remember, we've talked about the the theater of the real, yeah. where if someone in the play writes a letter, what they do is they have the audience sit there while an, while an actor writes out the entire letter and licks the stamp and puts it on there and addresses it and puts it in the box. And if it takes forty minutes, then that's, that's how long, long we takes, sit there, yeah. right? So, like, but that's not entertaining. I understand. I if it's intentional, I understand the artifice of like. While he's deaf, dumb, and blind, and he's getting these wild experiences, and as a, a deaf, dumb, and blind person, these sensory experiences would be as psychedelic as the first 35 minutes of the right. film. But then, just from an entertainment standpoint or from an art standpoint, it would be the equivalent of like a painter doing like five psychedelic paintings and then doing like 40 that were just blank canvases. Right. And he's like, get it? Once, you, once you've realized there is Zen, you have become Zen. It takes a really... There's s- no need for the, for, the, for the big splashes of color in anymore. Right. Like, why are we doing musical you wipe numbers? You the makeup from, make from your face. Right. Uh, honestly, if, yeah. if, it, if, if I had come into this expecting an art house film... And the last two thirds had zero musical numbers, and it was just like a mon- like him getting a job and like pushing a broom. It would read kind of like a kind of an, an artsier Steve McQueen movie. Sure, because yeah. there's there's a shot in we w- watch this movie Hunger by Steve McQueen, and there's a shot of a guy brooming water off of a floor, and it's like eight minutes long. It's a, they don't they don't, it's a steady. You watch him do the entire hallway. He oh, does wow. like a one end to the other. Yeah, he does like a hundred yards of hallway. And he's like way down there, and it's one totally steady cam shot of him pushing. And if the two thirds of Tommy had been like Tommy pushing a broom around, Mm -hmm. I would have been like, I get what you're doing. But instead, they're but they're still selling you musical numbers, Mm -hmm. you know. And like, it's not like they cut out the psychedelic stuff. In the end, there's a mountain of like six foot radius pinballs stacked up into a mountain, and there's like giant crosses, and there's pinballs on pinball machines on fire, and so it it doesn't get mundane enough if that's what they're going for. Fair it just enough. becomes yeah. uninteresting. And just you describing that was more interesting than watching. No, it. I, you right. know, I, I just had the same experience. I was like, like don't that think that amazing, that sounds actually. cool. It's not. Pinball right. machines on fire and mountains of pinballs and crosses and that like, it, sounds fun. It sounds way better. <laughs> they than managed it was. to dull it up a little bit for us um, by adding music. By adding, right? No, how? Yeah, how, how does that, that happen? I don't know. There's something. Because, okay, if, if that's what they're reaching for, then I don't think they succeed because I was just disappointed. Unless their whole point is like, life is a disappointment. Doesn't it suck like our movie? Because if that's what they're going for, they wasted $5 million. Well, act three is just drinking absinthe and eating croquembouche. Dude, so. no, what it was for me, I wrote down button signs and uniforms. Mm-hmm. Uh, the gr- all the girls are screaming for the Tommy Jonestown massacre, um, which is a psychedelic band joke. But it, it literally does just turn into a movie about an accidental cult. Yeah, mm-hmm. the cult of Tommy. Absolutely. It, I like. Okay, so I've never actually seen the stage production, but I like the the idea that Tommy realizes that they're deifying him and stops it. Right. Where he's like, "No, no, no, stop. Uh, uh-uh. uh, I'm not like some messiah. I'm just a guy. Right. I'm like you." In this movie, he's like, he's up there like, "I'm your messiah." Uh, he d- he literally is taking the role of the the leader. Yeah, right? he's nice. he turns into Jim Jones. Like, if you've ever heard Jim Jones talk, like, the their messages are fairly similar. Where he's like, I can help you see the light by taking away the light. And right. you're like, <laughs> if you gave this to, like, an old white man to say, 
and he had like kind of a smoker's voice, this would just be Jim Jones. Right. Like that's all it is. Um, it gets really, what did you guys think of the apparatus that they put on all of the cult people at the end? The, the, the binky and the yeah. earplugs and the, what did you think of that? Cause when I was watching that, I'm like, this is kind of troubling. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot that's troubling and a lot that's not PC and a lot mm-hmm. that's like super insensitive and and to be honest, none of that stuff has ever really bothered. Like we've watched a lot of movies, Carl mm-hmm. and I have, and it, none of that ever bothers me because it's I see it as seven. It's 1975. Mm-hmm. They don't know any better. Mm-hmm. I watch it through that lens. It doesn't upset me, but mm-hmm. this movie would never fly even post like 2010. No, like uh, uh-uh. no. <laughs> Doesn't happen. So what you're saying is you've cut all of that stuff out of your production. <laughs> no, as actually. Well. So and things get a little out of order in the movie from where they are in the show. The okay. show actually follows a little more linear story. But by the time we get to the holiday camp, which Tommy's or Bernie's? Yeah, Tommy's. Okay. In the second act. Mm-hmm. Um, he is Uncle Ernie is selling the glasses and the earplugs and the stuff like that, and it's it's a part of that this cult that wants to experience the world the way Tommy did and they think the way to do that is to shut all their senses down and right. and to find enlightenment the way Tommy did and that that was the whole point of their mm-hmm. following him and they're wanting and the Sally Simpson character is really unfortunately kind oh, of just glossed over and not not but Sally Simpson is actually quite pivotal in the stage show because she is the one that says how do we see all the sights that you're seeing is, and how do we come to the light and he's like what are you what are you talking about is that like, the little girl with, with the, the scar yes. yeah. yeah I don't even know why she was in the film so the who actually based this on a real event from one of their concerts where um, a young girl had approached the stage and been beaten back by the guards and it was a moment for the band when they were like, this is out of hand. Like, people are getting hurt at our concerts. And mm-hmm. this is, it had an impact on them. So they wrote this character into the album, but not in a real intentional way. It was just kind of like, we want to touch on this thing that all that impacted us. Um, when they went back and rewrote the Broadway version, Sally Simpson became kind of the the turning point for Tommy. So he sees her getting hurt. He takes her back to his home. Everybody follows. And then she's the one that asks the question, ultimately, how do we become like you? And that allows Tommy to say, why would you want to be more like me? You know, I, I wanted to see and hear for years and couldn't. And now I'm more like you. And that's the point. Right. So Sally is, is the, the reason that that comes to light. See, the, the listening to you describe the the staged version of the show brings out a lot of the the Buddhist and transcendental and Zen mm-hmm. ideas that are get that get buried in the set pieces in mm-hmm. this film. They, they kind of mm-hmm. get bastardized too in a very real way. I mean, it's yeah. mm-hmm. well, if you like, if you've read Siddhartha or any of those like kind of classic um, right. enlightened sort of books, those were Pete Townsend's. Yeah. And and his relationship actually in his younger life when he was a child, he was um, bullied and he had kind of a rough childhood. And he remembered looking in a mirror as a child at himself and thinking he wasn't alone because he had this person in the mirror that would love him and that, you know, could see him and could identify with him. And so like the the him in the mirror was like a very real friend to him in his life and so he was trying to touch on all these like really cool things and at some point I think it was his manager or somebody um, he was kind of shopping the album around and his manager was like 
Yeah, no, nobody's going to want to listen to this album about like a religious journey that this kid is on. Like, that's just garbage. But my girlfriend plays pinball, and that's like a real hook right now. So you could throw some pinball in this. So there's that's where pinball wizard yeah. comes from? <laughs> yeah. And he actually regretted doing it because he was like, this was supposed to not be a sellout. It and cheapens it, it immensely. And it cheapens it a lot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look. Now you mentioned Tommy, most people, the thing that comes to mind are pinball bells and flippers. Vision. And yeah, that's it. Right. Um, I like the idea of, I mean, th- that's actually fairly profound, which is like, oh, we'll follow in your footsteps to achieve enlightenment. And to- and Tommy's whole point being like, no, 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 this is just how I came to enlightenment. We all come to enlightenment in our own way. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not going to, you're not going to be your perfect you if you try and become like me. You have to like, that's, mm-hmm. that's awesome and you heavy. You already have what you have in you to become enlightened. But this right. is not possible to sell a cult if you don't have a solution. Right, so that's how the cult happens, and that's Uncle Ernie mostly is is in the stage version. Well, see, yeah, in the sort of in the movie, it feels like that. welcome to our cult. These are here's your uniform, here's yeah. your mm-hmm. glasses. Here's but I like how you find enlightenment. Yeah, I like the idea of Uncle Ernie just peddling it like like a scalper standing outside mm-hmm. a stadium, like here, get get blind, which is how it's like a carnival yeah, show. Right, right. That that reads really cool. I like that. Um, <laughs> the movie about a cult is my next note. Uh yeah, I don't even know what to read about these notes here. I see sex pool. Is that the prequel to Deadpool? No, that's the that's the end of the movie when he goes back oh, to the right. pool where he was conceived and then he Because we all go back. Yeah, and I then he climbs back to the beginning. And he <laughs> This is the beginning. I am waiting for Vizini. And then he climbs the holy mountain. And gets up top. Literally singing about it all the way. And yeah. then, like, the, we go out on that last, like, raucous musical number, and it's like, mm-hmm. and he raises his arms real big. And then none of the end of this movie made any sense at all. Uh, let's see. Do I have any notes that matter at all? Chinatown Jack is the name of our next band. Yeah, but we're that's in act early. No, that, 1. Is, that is tipping. Is that's, that where yeah. is that? Is that post that's, beans and chocolate? There's oh yeah, there's a doctor I found and he can cure Tommy from. You get his. a little shot of Jack Nicholson, where they're yeah. like, maybe we can just save part of this movie by putting we, Jack let's Nicholson. Throw, in. Let's throw the <laughs> handsome Jack in there for have, a second and uh, again. I have no idea what the lyrics to nope. the song were or like what that scene was about. But Jack Nicholson's eyebrows and he, I'll tell you what. He's a handsome looking guy in this here like film. I feeling like your son's got a problem with his brain. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the stuff I put on his eyes, it's not going to help him, but doesn't it look creepy? <laughs> yeah, watch Chinatown. It's a better movie. I would rather watch a post of an noise rings twice than this, probably. I'm $250 a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't know how many checks they gave him. We know it's 250 pounds now Listen, for Tommy, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains in. <laughs> Better movie than this. Yes. Um, yeah, dude, Jack Nicholson looks really good. It, there's This movie's a biker movie for five minutes. It really turned into Wild Angels for a second. I was super confused. Yeah, it's, it's a perfect like follow-up to Wild Angels because the Hells Angels are legit in this movie. Mm-hmm. They're dragging a dude by a rope behind a bike. All right. Let They're me, getting into they're a shooting fight. Each other. They're shooting each other. And pose a question to the yes. table. Why is that in here? Uh, oh. Anybody? 
this is why I tell people to buckle up and be prepared for this movie because a not, lot of it does not have answers. It's not. It's in no way like tied they're into there the film. So that they're sense. there that so they're there so that Tommy can fly over them and stop the violence on the hang the glider that they got for free. Yeah. yeah, and he changes them and cures them of their. Uh, oh, I see. So th- you have to have them there in order for them to be saved. We have to see how violent the world is so we can see that Tommy's going to save them, even though what actually happens is then they rise up and kill his parents. <laughs> Parent and step parent yeah. and yes. like cripple him, yeah, for no reason because yeah. they're all following on fine and they're all doing what? Well yeah, they're like sin- we're playing pinball with blindfolds on. How great! No, I don't want to do this anymore. Wanna- I'm gonna kill everybody. Yeah, the one like, dude. What? That's an interesting turn. They're all like playing pinball. It's not like they're. It's not like they're being beaten they're or not whipped. Being forced to do it. No, they're not, it's all they're doing it. All of a sudden, they're like, wait a minute. This is like Scientology, isn't it? <laughs> and then they all climb up the mountain of giant pinball set pieces. And the one guy, what, half of them are like wearing military mm-hmm. webbing and they've got knives and stuff. And they're like, here, here, let's take away all your senses. Also, here's a belt with a huge Bowie knife on it. I wish I actually read the Bible ever. <laughs> because I feel like there are a lot of par- parallels. You know, the money lenders in the temple kind of stuff. Oh, where it's sure. like he set up this environment where mm-hmm. people could come together and mm-hmm. could congregate and whatever. But they turned it into this like cesspool and they're all like doing drugs and drinking and stuff. And he's right. like, no, this isn't what you're supposed to be doing. Right. Like, this is you know, not what I said. This isn't what for. you're not supposed to be getting drunk and doing drugs. And like, you're supposed to be finding enlightenment. And he's kind of like, at that point, at odds with his right. congregation. And then, you know, you've got some, like, Romans in there. But this is where I'm, like, a little shaky I'm, on Were my his followers in the movie expecting maybe that they were going to be doing something different and then he's making them deaf, dumb, and blind? And they're like, no, this isn't what we signed up for. We thought this was going to be injecting Poss- heroin in our eyeballs. And I'm did just I? tilting down. Possibly he wanted, maybe he wanted to movie to be done sooner probably maybe that's what what's Tommy the best way to, what's the best way to get out of here kill a, yeah. i think they had a lot to say they had a lot of references that they knew people weren't going to understand and they were like just burn it so yep. there's a whole there's a whole section of this i don't know what the song's called but it's, i think it's welcome to my house or something like that uh-huh. it's like a seven and a half minute song mm. and it serves no purpose at all it's like the whole side of an lp it was crazy dude because it's like it, remember we were talking we talked about with the young racers and you're watching the young racers and the the romance stuff starts and you watch for like 10 seconds and then you start like noticing your house for the first time yeah you're like, <laughs> you're like wow. Ooh, the walls are white that's great mm. was that wall always yellow that's so and then you hear Movie. Oh, yeah, yeah well you hear like an engine and you're like ooh, and you look back and then you're back in the film mm-hmm. that's how like the f- whole second two-thirds of Tommy is where it's like Mm -hmm. here's a musical number and nothing really interesting is happening at all and you're like okay it's a musical I gotta clip my fingernails (laughs) these these are so like how do they always get to this point and then Mm. and then Anne Margaret pops up on screen and she's just freaking out like losing her mind (laughs) you go She just like breaks a bottle and holds it to her own throat and she's like firing a gun in the air and like doing karate and you look up and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she's gone again and we're back to, we're back to Roger Daltrey being like, here's a song about hang gliders and you're like. Well, and maybe the difficulty in translating the album to the movie was the casting of Anne Margaret because you're trying to 
to put your focus on mm-hmm. the Roger Daltrey character. You're trying to make Tommy the interesting one in the second half of this, but you've done it by dumbing down Anne Margaret. Right. So anybody who's watched the first half of this movie mm-hmm. just got disappointed. For sure. Just because of that. Like, right. who just, cares what's happening in the movie? You just put like a do-rag on Anne-Margaret and put her in like a military suit and told her not to dance anymore. The two most interesting. You neutered her and For yeah, sure. she's not the interesting two, they, anymore. Well, the two, most, the two most amazing parts of this movie are any scene that has Anne-Margaret in it mm-hmm. before they... Because when okay here actually the turning point is when Tommy gets his sight back. It is. <laughs> Tommy like opens he his eyes. He's his like his mother. Yeah, he's her... like he's like I can see and hear. Mom, you're too interesting. Let's. T- <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> oh my god. Like strips off all her jewelry and he's like, so all the stuff that made you cool, we gotta knock that off right now. And she's like, yes, I will be meek and quiet for the rest of this seven hour mm, film. Such a. <laughs> It's such a bummer. Man. It is a bummer, man. Man, stay out of our gated bu- community, Lebowski. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, when you say man, I, I just think of the nihilists immediately. Okay, so uh, that's all the notes I have for Act Three. Now, let me propose. We've done this from time to time, yeah. where we rewrite films and make them better. We do it quite often in season yes. one and two. So here's my here's just my all the seasons that we have. <laughs> seasons one and one month of season yeah, exactly. two. Exactly. So here's my proposal. A Tommy remake. Mm-hmm. We maintain the off-the-wall tone of the first 35 minutes. And then the second half, we don't do a third act because nah, no. this this idea won't sustain three acts. So we do it like Kubrick's Full Metal Jacket. It's a two-act mm-hmm. film. We go crazy bananas. And then he gets his he doesn't get his sight and hearing back and stuff. And act two is essentially Johnny get Tommy get your gun. Right? Where have you do you know Johnny Get Your Gun? No. It's a play, famous play. Oh man! Okay, so Tommy. Two theater nerds are like, "What?" You're like, "Excuse me." So basically, guy comes back from Vietnam. He has no arms, no legs, can't see, can't hear, and can't talk. And the play is essentially about him trying to kill himself. So that's what we do with Tommy, though. It goes like crazy psychedelic That'll banana have him sandwich in the aisle. <laughs> so anyway, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make that edit point like super yeah. obvious, like mid word. <laughs> it's a little <laughs> slide with trombone slide. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, like I think you could do. <laughs> okay, so what if it's not Tommy? Get your gun. What if it's? What if we do a, like a very lit? Well, you could keep. Why don't? Why don't they keep the psychedelic? element to it because it's like all these experiences he's having because that's all happening inside of his head while he is not able to experience the world in the more traditional way that's true right no i don't think there's a way to save this movie no. well no but that's even in the stage version it, it is the there's a little it suffers bit of, from the same thing once tommy gets his gets his senses back it's like kind of a the thing that made kind it interesting a, like a, is gone. There's yeah. a little more of a build because they made because mm-hmm. they did make it more of a liter, uh, linear Coherent. story. Right. Okay. So there is once all the people come back to his house and you have this frenzied like the worship, worship stuff is a little stuff. more interesting. Um, and he sends everybody away and they're like, oh well, then we reject you and we're going to move on to our next savior. Then there is like a, a build where he kind of reconciles with his family, and there's a lot more. You have a lot more um, empathy for the parent characters. They right. actually do seem like potentially better parents well, in the Broadway. And they don't. They are the Walkers. That's the other the major difference. It's not the father. Do you want to jump back killed? into first act? Now I've been avoiding it. Because, sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So let's go back to the beginning of the movie. See, and now we're in the fun bit. Yes. Where the movie actually like 
is a total joy. Where the first death occurs. If this movie, if you ever buy this on Blu-ray, like find the point where the second third of the movie ends, and then just take a nail and scratch yep. all so the you, way you're down. Not even able to in the middle. It won't access. play. It yeah. physically won't play. And all you can have is the fun bit. And just just end, remember baked beans and chocolate. End with the chocolate. Like mm-hmm. when 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 Oliver Oliver Reed walks into the room and it's clean. That's where you're gonna want to scratch. Perfect. Scratch yes. right there. As soon as you see, then that's a perfect little like stamp <laughs> on it. Like. Clean. Right before there's a doctor I found, done. You're right. Uh-uh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a big nail. I mean, don't mess around with this. No, thing. no, 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 no. You don't want to accidentally polish it off. No. That's de- sandpaper. You want it to be Get a Dremel almost tool. All the way through the disc, but not quite. Not so much that it won't play at all because it's structurally unsound. You still unsound. want the first part. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But you don't want to accidentally fix it. <laughs> okay, but wait. So the Walt- Waltons, the w- walkers. walkers. Okay, so the walkers. Dad goes down in like a burning plane And guess what mom's at home And his picture the glass in his picture frame Is broken and in when he's crashing in the plane his, The glass of his plane Is broken it's like the broken glass From the plane is laying on the it's so Crazy it's, crazy. it's yeah. like broken it's glass art. Ties that is that Is it mm-hmm. I should have recognized It but I'm just not smart enough Well for the, you know <laughs> I'll tell you hang out with us long enough, you'll get more smarter. More smart, and if you watch quality stuff like the first thirty-five minutes of Tommy, mm-hmm. you will essentially turn into it like a beat your poet. Brain grow. Dude, this movie is amazing. It's Miracle Girl. See, I'm for back. Your, for oh your, my, the, yeah. dude! The second we started talking about the first, the first 35 minutes, I was like, Tommy was a Not great him. film. Yeah. Like, this is one of the best movies yeah, I've ever I, I seen. I was getting a little sleepy there for a second. I'm like, oh, we're back into the fun. Oh. So mom like is so, out of espresso. Mom is so sad. She's like, my husband died. It's horrible. I'm gonna take Tommy to summer camp. And you're like, hmm. I mean, you, you know, it's grief, a good idea. Grief is a, yeah. it's a, it's an individual thing. If summer camp is what you do when you're sad, then that's okay. That's fine. <laughs> so they go to the paradise gulag that is Bernie's holiday mm-hmm. camp. Uh, what? Right off the bat, Frank is uh. Awful? Turd? Awful is the word. Turd yeah. would be a good turd. word. Yeah. Yep. He's a peanutty turd. Just a horrible person. <laughs> what did you th- What did you think of the... Because, okay, when we get the, the war, where they're like, war is just dancing girls in gas masks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> Dead children in the streets, like perfectly clean, like mm-hmm. recently bathed dead children in laundered pajamas, <laughs> like yes. that. They, uh, it's mom and dad running around, and mom's in an evening gown with like all of the decolletage you've ever seen. Yes, she's like, oh no, this is my. I put on my war dress, and it just happens to be <laughs> my like war dress. <laughs> so they're running around in the street, and they stop, and they're like, oh no. It's a dead child. And I'm like, hmm. I think that might be like a JCPenney model that's taking a nap because his clothes are totally clean. How much for the jammies? Yeah. Like, the, those are great. If I, if, does that come in my science? Because I'd wear them. <laughs> and he's like, there's there's rubble and rocks, but the spot he's laying is like this perfectly contoured, like, bed of dirt and stone. Because probably the kid laid down. He's like, there's a rock in my back. <laughs> this is horrible. And they're like, clean the rubble away from the boy. I need to lay here for how long? Yeah, seriously, because like costume and makeup spent an hour and a half on the dead kid. We well, was gonna cut it. But. I, I did cut that. I'll leave that in, <laughs> but we won't. We'll cut the original joke, but we'll leave the reference to it intact, so people know. <laughs> Hold on, someone vamp. I need to take my sweater off. 
we've made Max all sweaty. <laughs> I'm laughing too hard for wool. Laughing too hard for wool. That sounds like a bowling for soup song. <laughs> no, it's a that's a that's a Chinatown Jack singing. Oh yes, <laughs> too hot for wool. Too sweat. Laughing too hard for wool. It's our first album. All right, so. I honestly thought that the artistry of this movie, and by artistry I mean the pretension of this mm-hmm. movie, would peak with a little boy wearing a black cube on his head spinning in a circle on a beach. Right. Because well, Tommy sees, Tommy witnesses a murder. You, I mean, we all remember, listener, you remember, you know, Captain Jack. Captain Jack Walker. Walker? Walker. Captain Jack Walker flying, and then they they put his heart in, in his brain <laughs> and all his internal organs in his shoulder. Well... Tommy's mom, she's she's a woman with needs, okay? Mm-hmm. And those needs are explicitly sexual. She needs to have sex a lot. Yes. And she... F- Frank so fills it, that right. void. So she was like, she took off her morning veil, and the first thing she saw was Frank, and she's like, I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Right. <laughs> so then Frank moves in and is disgusting all the time. So Tommy Tommy witnesses like the stupidest murder that's ever happened. Yes. Like I'm pretty sure what happened is Frank was like, "I knight you. <laughs> you are Sir Lamp. Sir, oh, Sir Lampy Jack. Sir, Sir Deddington, apparently. No, he like touched him with the lamp, and then Mister Walker was like, "Oh, I always my mother always said if a lamp ever touched me, and he shoots himself <laughs> in the head, and that's how he dies because it makes no sense. No. It has the same. Remember the physics of the crash in the Young Racers? Yes, it's the same, same exact physics where they're like, "I'm gonna kill you," <clears throat> and then yeah, Jack is just like, "Oh, death." Sweet death. <laughs> he hits the ground. The gypsy told me this is how it would be. And it's mo- his mom. Like, okay, Frank, Mr. Oliver Reed is the reprehensible yes. scumbag in the thing, but I would like to point out it's his mom who's it's- like, Tommy saw, Tommy saw, Frank kill my child. And you're like, Well, this is a thing, too. Like, it is her husband that she lost at war that she thought was dead, and her, she has no, like, oh my God, he's alive. It's like, kill him. <laughs> Hide the body. Frank, jack him up. Jack right. him up. Take his wallet. Take his wallet. Oh, he's got a fiver in there. She goes like full criminal immediately. She does. She's like, she's like, no, no. I thought you were dead. I was so much half. Frank, sad. leave I'm my so... house. No, none of that. It's just like, which this doesn't. Frank make... raises the lamp and then a double barreled shotgun blast puts Walker through the window and we pan slowly over to Anne Margaret. <laughs> she's like smoking barrels. I she's, hated that. She's got a cigar and person. <laughs> my mother person. <laughs> She's wearing an eye patch. Yeah. <laughs> One, she's got a monkey uh, sitting on her shoulder. <laughs> Just head greased head to toe in Crisco, and then that's when Tommy walks in. And he's like, "Oh no, I'll never unsee that." <laughs> Oh, my dad's dead. I'll never unsee that either. My parents are greased up and my father's been iced. Ice and grease, the Tommy story. But then he goes blind and deaf. Yes. And that's... Okay, fine. That's yeah. okay. Let's keep going. <laughs> his, bo- his brain... It's in the show version. It's so much more powerful. I mean, losing your father would be more impactful, I think, than losing a, a lover. But still seeing your dad in the show version, the stage right. version, the... Captain Walker comes back. There's a struggle. He guns down the lover. So Captain the, Walker, Captain does Walker survives. 
Um, but they both panic and they grab Tommy and they repeat over and over and over and over and over to him that you didn't hear it, you didn't see it, you won't see nothing to no one ever in your life. Mm-hmm. And they repeat that over and over again after he's seen this incredible trauma happen. His father, who he thought was dead, he's never met, kills someone. And then to hear your parents repeat that sort of mantra over right. and over and over when again. When you're like five years old. When you're like five, so he does. So they MK Ultra'd him. <clears throat> yeah. That's <laughs> basically much. what they did. Yeah. They're like, here, something horrible. And then now we're just going to brainwash you until you go deaf, mm-hmm. dumb, and blind. Yeah. Yeah, this is, I, I can see why they would turn this into an upbeat musical. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> with, you know, with, with laugh out loud content like that. Uh, so that first bit where he goes blind and like loses his senses is some of the trippiest, weirdest stuff I've ever seen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like the, the, the weird, you see like the the deep space and then there's some like one plane, two planes, but obviously the planes are vertical. Mm -hmm. So they look like crosses. By the way, bad decorating uh, scheme for your son's room when it's like, your father died in a plane crash. Here's the exact model of the plane, and all of the wallpaper is crashing planes. (laughs) Sleep tight. Yeah, nothing like being surrounded by the memories of how exactly your father was killed in war. Precisely how your father... Like, the only other thing that would make it worse would be like, and we've also put an anti-aircraft gun in the We found his corpse, which actually wouldn't work because he comes back He is alive still. Yeah, they're like, here's his dog tags with all the blood from his horrific crash. He didn't want to clean the gray matter. It's part of him. Kiss them. Kiss them goodnight. <laughs> Tommy's just Night, like, Daddy. you're the worst ever, Mom. <laughs> Mommy, will I die soon? <laughs> no, probably not. Oh, well. <laughs> Guess I'll just keep singing. Da, 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 da. Um, oh, hey, by the way, those ball bear, the fun ball bearing things where the mom is like working mm-hmm. in Rosie the River. Do you know they're pinball? They're because pinball, yeah. it's it's oh, they're ball bearings. And then later there's pin pinballs mm-hmm. and they look they look similar. And like a sphere is like the earth and we're all on the earth. And and the way we interact is kind of and that means like God and stuff. It's also reflective. Right. <laughs> and they put him inside a bomb, which hurts people. Because <laughs> this movie doesn't mean anything at all. No, it doesn't. It, it could have, it should have, it might have. In, in Pete, who was it again? Pete Rob, Roger Daltrey. Who wrote Roger it? Daltrey. Who, I mean, the who collectively well, wrote it. But it was the, Pete Townsend's, like, his, his baby. child, yeah. What's crazy too is I feel like Keith Moon is a lot of, like, to watch him in concert or occasionally he does uh, for research for my. My of Ernie. Because you're playing Ernie. I'm playing Ernie, which he uh, in concert every once in a while while they're like changing out instruments. Like he would just start banging on the drums and he would start doing Holiday Camp. Mm-hmm. Like, he was notoriously the most messed up. He's crazy. He would just break into that randomly. He's an amazing drummer, though. Yeah. Like he was one of the first to. He was one of the early adopters of Destroy His Drums. Because mm-hmm. he would just go, we'd go bananas. If you watch a lot of Who concerts when they started trashing gear, Keith Moon is almost always the first one to like kick the drums over. He's the one who mm-hmm. like always like lights the powder keg. He's just a, he's a wild person. Isn't he? The, wasn't he the? Was he the? Um Jim Henson, when he was putting the Muppets together, wasn't he the inspiration for Animal? Or was that a different drummer? I know. Anyway, I, I know the Animal is based on an actual an drummer. Actual drummer. Yeah. I believe that it would be Keith Moon. Honestly, mm-hmm. like they, he even has that kind of like flaily, the big flaily, flaily style. I think Keith Moon was the, the reason the Who was banned from Australia. Fair enough. Time. I mean, he was wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he instigated a lot of the Fair of the garbage. So now at this point in the film, oh, like the the planes that come start popping in towards us through space suddenly 
like turned three dimensional mm-hmm. and partly translucent and blow all over the screen. Like we were talking when we were watching it, the first thirty five minutes of this movie are like a drug trip. Absolutely. There's barely like the setup. If you can get through like the first two minutes of like stupid setup, the rest of the movie is like, or the next thirty five minutes or whatever are just like pure psychedelic imagery that's so wild and unexpected that blows your mind. Like we were like whooping and hollering. Yes, the entire time. Tina Turner shows up. You're like. And once Tommy can see again, like the volume <coughs> dies down, and like you stop talking so much, and then it, you, like we turned into the audience of like, <clears throat> mm-hmm. do, do you want some water? I'm gonna go get some water. <laughs> no, I'm sure I won't miss anything. It's fine. I'll go get some. Do you want? I'll make some coffee. No, you don't have to pause it. Please don't. <laughs> don't pause it. Let it roll. <laughs> uh, so now that Tommy's Your like lawnmower startup outside, is he mowing? <laughs> is he mowing the lawn? Yes, he is. He's mowing the lawn. Wow, I thought if we do, we still have snow. Do we still have? I'm gonna go and talk to him. <laughs> the movie she doesn't even stop it. No, it's the movie. And when you going. come back from talking to your neighbor, the movie will still be playing, yeah. <laughs> and you haven't missed anything. But when Tommy, once he's, I like that his mom. So they take him to the Marilyn Monroe Funk Rock Church of Transcendental Psychedelica, and uh, so mom's like, "We need to heal Tommy," and I'm like, "Why?" He. You witnessed a murder and like exactly the perfect thing happened to him. Now he can never tell anyone. He can't hear and he can't see. So just like put him in an institution and be keep being creepy with Frank. You got what you wanted. Why are you? Mm-hmm. We need to we need to make it so he can rat us out. Right. So they so they take him to this Mar- this amazing Marilyn yeah, Monroe church. Blowing my mind, this Marilyn Monroe church. Where Eric Clapton is the priest. Eric Clapton is wearing like a white preacher's robe covered in like porn cartoons that's amazing did you notice when they mm-hmm. get close it's like that's insane and he's up there being eric clapton just like ripping it up on the, the gibson les paul and he's like singing some words i don't think i heard a single no, word in a single, a single song I, I couldn't tell you a single like i'm sure there are lyrics because i i heard words yes and it was like there was english happening like that's i'm pretty sure that's every song yes yeah and the next song is like elton john it's like well that's pinball wizard so everyone knows that song he's a tommy deaf but dude like this that church alone must have been five million dollars there's statues of of marilyn monroe with a mirror underneath oh oh it's amazing yeah it's amazing there's like guitarists ripping it up this is the first of two times that pete townsend shows up just like ripping guitar for no reason And the preacher's up there like, I can help you and stuff. He's saying words. And there's, there's like, it's not altar boys. It's like altar Marilyn Monroe's, but they're wearing like all the president's men masks. Yeah, it's crazy. And they're, they've got like the creepy wigs and it's like V for Vendetta. It's mm-hmm. super weird. And the communion where they're getting pills and whiskey. They're getting, yeah, they're <laughs> passing around a bottle of Johnny Walker and taking like, they're pills, all on. The blue pills. Yeah, yeah, whatever the blue pills are. Hey, the Matrix. Hmm. Mm. But like they're like in you know uh, in the uh, Bennies of Christ, Bennies of Christ. Yeah, <laughs> like it's Benny's amazing. Bennies of Maryland, Bennies of Maryland. Yeah, it's incredible. They're all slugging off Johnny Walker, and then they go up and they they neither of you Catholic. Anyway, they do that with Marilyn Monroe, which honestly I'd be more behind that. Oh yeah. But I think Sarah was it Sarah who pointed mm-hmm. it out or you? But Sarah they're did. like. Not only are you up there kissing the feet of Mar- a statue of Marilyn Monroe, and it's the her over the the vent, she's holding her dress down, and that's the posture. But you're also looking up her skirt because it's a 
So it's an, like an upskirt foot fetish church. Because mm-hmm. she's standing on a, on a mirror. It's like one of the wildest things I've ever seen in a movie. Again, like... It got you guys so excited for this. Yeah, I, I know. Was so the whole time you're over there dying because you know what's going to happen. I'm shaking my head. You're like, oh, you boys are going to be so bummed <laughs> in like 20 minutes. I wish I could save you from it, but... Oh, we were screaming with laughter. We're just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It was Giddy. The stuff, we're gleeful. The stuff that they do in this movie, just like, to sh- like... Uh, now we're gonna do a weird drug scene. Yeah, and there's like sp- oh, the the flash the flashing overlaid cuts of Tina Turner's face and the <laughs> the like heroine the, maiden. Uh, You're just like uh, 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 it, it, I developed epilepsy yeah, watching it, and then incredible. was cured of my epilepsy because they went so far. It was amazing. <laughs> it's visually one of the most stunning 35 minutes of film I've ever seen. The beginning of this movie, five out of five. The last two thirds of this movie, like mm-hmm. two, two, two out of twenty nine. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, my, one of my favorite sequences in this movie is one of the probably the darkest parts of this movie, when the parents are like gradually just turning into like that weird. They look like seventies key party parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where like mom's got the beehive and she's got like her lacy fancy bra under her like coat. And then they're sitting there and they're getting sloshed. And the mom always is like, because it's an opera and you can't just say dialogue. It's like, do you think it's cool if we leave Tommy with our coke fiend Nazi sadist cousin? <laughs> right. <laughs> Sean. And then Frank's like, I don't see a problem with that. Here's a cricket bat. <laughs> <laughs> and then they roll out and that montage is like the darkest oh my god oh, i kind of love the kevin the I, cousin kevin stuff is so <laughs> gnarly dude i said house sit more like how schwitz get it because yeah, it's house it's a how it's that's a ba- yeah. it's a place that nazi it was a bad yes, nazi place play, bad things happen and this guy like, literally he has a swastika all, yes and an iron cross and he's wearing an iron cross which is dude there's so many ties to wild animals i know in this movie i know <laughs> i couldn't not see all the tie-ins from our last episode so they leave him they leave their deaf dumb and blind peter frampton looking kid <laughs> <laughs> like a neo-Nazi biker kid who's clearly like a psychopath mm-hmm. because he starts playing piano and you're like here comes a fun musical number and he's like hey Tommy what if I killed you and you're like <laughs> music full stop yeah like nothing else happens and the rest is like Tommy being waterboarded and stuff and like, it's, it was so unbelievable that there, dude, the, there's a toilet seat covered in like three inch nails mm-hmm. he's like the, the lyrics, I'm gonna totally, I have to because oh, no, the I joke don't. demands it. But it's like, Tommy, I'm gonna make you take a real poke. And you're like, <laughs> I d- what are they doing? Yeah. Like, this is a PG musical movie. And he's like, what if I tied you to a chair and drowned you for a while? Yeah. And you're like, please. Please stop. I can't. I don't want to see it. about anything. I hang you by the neck from a door? That was so screwed up, dude. They, yeah. They put, and that thing around his neck is like a shoelace. Yeah. It's like two braided shoelaces. And they literally, like, Tommy's on. He looks dead. It looks like they killed Roger Daltrey. They just hung. Yeah. <laughs> let's put a let's put a Roger Daltrey mask on him and hang him up on the door. Yeah, all right. Ken Russell's in the corner, just like shaking. <laughs> He's like, I want it to stop. I can't look at the set anymore. <laughs> just 
They just keep making perversity after perversity. That's why the second two thirds are boring. Ken Russell no. got clean, and he's oh, like, right. he's he looked at the dailies, and he's like. He's like, I gotta save it. I gotta stop the madness. And he's like, here's what we're gonna do, okay? This is, that's his glass <laughs> rattling on the table, and he drinks down his, his antipsychotic meds, and he's just like, all right, crew, cast and crew, gather around. <laughs> we're done with the, with the heroin stuff, and we're done with the freaking weird pedophilia stuff and we're gonna make a wholesome movie about jesus <laughs> and like that's the yeah, last two thirds of this movie is ken ken russell got clean, clean. <laughs> and he's like i'm glad we all had fun okay now sign your ndas and we're gonna we're gonna film a good wholesome pg right. flick we already bribed <laughs> everybody who needs bribing oh man like Burning him with cigarettes and Oh yeah Spraying him with hoses One of the lyrics I, I was joking about the lyrics earlier But one of the lyrics is literally like What if I left you out in the cold rain until you died Yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's like in the That's in the, yeah. the So to answer that question No it is not alright No it actually isn't It gets mm-hmm. even better Like they get home And they're like It's weird Tommy's like, uh, he's got ligature marks on his neck, (laughs) and he's covered in cigarette burns. He has four ounces of blood left in his body. He keeps coughing water up, so I don't think we're going to let Sean babysit anymore. We got to find a new babysitter. Uh, Hey, how about your brother? You mean the the child molester? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) Alleged child molester. (laughs) That's... That is legitimately their decision. They're like, that neo-Nazi you did mean the not work out. the one that out. doesn't have teeth and is always touching himself around kids? He's, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> like, but, and mom's question, because one of Van Margaret's uh, favorite moves is to put on lipstick and sing, which is awesome, because you get an effect similar to like, hey, left Tommy with your cousin. And Frank's like, I missed half of it. Do you want to, are we going to go again on that? Because I didn't, what'd she say? Do I just Okay yeah I guess We're gonna improv Yes and also You look great In that yes, dress and also <laughs> Cause then Ernie shows up And he's missing teeth And he's wearing like Pantyhose and stuff yeah. And he's They're like Hey so um, Alright so we've got Lasagnas in the oven mm-hmm. The foils over top mm-hmm. of it If you uh, you know, not No TV <laughs> Just kidding Because you can't see it Or hear it anyway uh, Anyway we'll We'll get back <laughs> We'll be back around 11. Is there anything you need? And he's just got one hand just buried in his pants. <laughs> he's like sucking on his like th- ring finger and he's like, no, no, I got everything I need in your son. And they're like, well, right on, Ernie. Thanks for okay. helping us out. And then they leave. Yeah. <laughs> and then fiddle happens. Yeah. Ooh, fiddle. <laughs> that song. Mm-hmm. Is amazing, mm-hmm. and I know you said you're going in a different direction. Oh, much different. I'm, I, I would like you to reconsider. No, <laughs> because honestly, the the bit. Okay, there's a there's this beautiful bit of lyric. There's this excellent moment in the lyrics where Keith Moon. It's. I mean, look, this show's the show gets a little off the rails, but there is strong writing in here, and there's yeah. this excellent section in the the lyrics of Fiddle where Keith Moon. Uh, I think the lyrics go like. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. So, like, if you, I mean, I don't know if your delivery is going to be different than that. That's actually, I'm keeping that. You're going to keep the, yes. yeah, good. Because I don't think, how do you top it? 
How do you top it? You don't. You just, what you do in that moment, Carl, as an actor, is you homage. You're like, look, this is my this nod is to Keith the original. Moon. You know, the, the one. My moon moment. <laughs> this is my moon moment. And then people in the audience will be like, he, t- he did a fresh spin on it, but I really appreciated how he maintained the, like, <laughs> oh, my <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so the next. Oh, no. <laughs> the next. Oh, he can't be on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think was going to happen? No, it'll be Bring fine. family down to the old town playhouse. <laughs> <laughs> I never mind. <laughs> it'll be fine. See, it's hard. No, yeah. It's really difficult. <laughs> It'll be easy on the radio because there's no way we're on for 40 minutes. Yeah. 40 minutes is where like we run out of clean material. Exactly. We got a tight five that's clean, but after that, <laughs> all bets are off. Um, pinball wizard. Yeah. That's the next bit. Elton, Sir Elton John. That Biggest boots I've ever seen. That's kind of where the movie jumps the shark in a way. Like It doesn't yeah. get boring here, but they go, they go so Wide with it, and, and pinball yeah. wizard does. It feels like a, it feels like a, a sellout piece. Yeah, well, it feels yeah. like the movie happens, and then brief aside, pinball wizard, and then the movie continues to happen. Mm-hmm. Like I know we have to introduce the pinball concept somewhere, but it just feels like. Have you ever seen the extended cut of Blues Brothers? Uh, not the extended cut, no. Okay, so the extended cut, the, like Blues Brothers, is like two hours long, and the extended cut of Blues Brothers is like two hours and thirty minutes. And you see immediately why they cut all 30 minutes. Because oh, wow. it's just like a musical number. Here we go. It's a big old set piece cut. And then the rest of the, the scene, the, the film continues in the extended cut. They're like, and here's 10 more minutes of just the chorus and oh, explosions wow. and lots of dance numbers. It's just. They it's w- too bloated. They went a little. I mean, I actually like the extended cut because that's what I'm there for is the, the fun is and the, games yeah. musical numbers. But in Tommy, I don't know. I. I but now, okay, not at all a criticism because it's, again, the first 35 minutes, like, the movie doesn't make sense anyway. There's right. no plot to this film anyway. So if you're going to show me Elton John in giant boots <laughs> playing pinball using a piano keyboard. Okay. All more power to you. Balls in your court. Because, <laughs> Carl, oh my God, Carl, because did you realize what you just did? Because, like, Pin, it's a pinball, and mm-hmm. the ball is a—it's part of the pinball game, and now mm-hmm. it's in your because co- it's a pun. Mm-hmm. It's a funny mm-hmm. thing he did. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Um, it's a little big, but it's all big. Okay, look, man. Now we're—I got no more notes except for suds, beans, and chocolate. Yep. Here we are, gang. Which Welcome. is really what it's about. The movie. This, yeah. This whole and that we unless I'm wrong. If we re-edit and recut it, and it's only 45 minutes, we could make it about. And Margaret, and not as much about Tommy, and have it climax and finish with the suds, beans, and chocolate. You could recut this movie and make it amazing, and end on suds, be- suds, beans, and chocolate, and there's nothing at all maintained from anywhere in the movie after the 40 minute mark. Right. Like this could be an exceptional short film. Yeah. And then just if you, uh, well, we want to release it as a feature. Be like, okay, so tack on 30 minutes of Who concert footage. Yeah. After the credits. Do them live from the Hollywood Bowl or something. And like, yeah. It's just like, you know, they're one of their like UNICEF concerts. <laughs> done. Fair enough. I'd watch it. Or just a, a 30 minute loop of Pete Townsend putting uh, dynamite in his amplifier. No kidding. <laughs> That'd be super postmodernist, actually, if you just did like just the clip of that exploding for so long that it becomes surrealist film. 
So here's what happens, listener. Uh, Anne Margaret is getting loaded, and she's watching ads for beans. Because <laughs> I, I don't know why. <laughs> it's not like she's watching a program or something. She's, she's not just, watching The Bachelor. No, she's watching an ad, like advertisements for beans and for laundry soap. And she can't keep the television. The the television keeps switching to Tommy staring at her. By the way, now I'm I'm not a huge Who fan, but like I had the the best of the Who, Mm -hmm. and the one song on that album that drove me absolutely bananas is the "See Me, Feel Me." Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's super repetitive and. And it's just like, give me, if you're going to do that, give Pete Townsend like a fuzz pedal and throw that behind it. I'm like, okay, you can say whatever words you want, but if you give me like hard banging drums and like some serious fuzz behind it, I'll listen to it. I like drone. Mm -hmm. I'll listen to one note for an hour. Right. Just make me interested in it. Instead, it's just like soft piano chord, soft piano chord. Cue the lyrics. See me. Feel me, and you can hear the who is singing it. It's Roger Daltrey, mm-hmm. right? You can hear him like, okay, when I do this next take, I'm gonna put so much emotion into these words. You're gonna hear my soul. Touch me. <laughs> did you did you hear the waver, the little waver in my throat? That's emotion, mate. <laughs> All right. Oh, we're still rolling, and I've totally botched the take. That's fine. Because I'm the who, baby. Because <laughs> I'm the who. Feel me. <laughs> like, that's that song. It could not be more boring. And it is reprised, I think, what is it? 72 times. 72 times yeah. in the film. That's the official count. Right. 147 in the stage version. In the stage version. Mm-hmm. Right. That's actually. But it's not boring, though. No, because the stage version is like. Actually, I to be totally honest, like, as much as I'm. It's all Billy Joel. As much as this movie falls apart. Listening to listening to you two talk about the stage production makes me so excited to see the stage version of this. Yeah, it's a whole other well. Because there's you're like there's there's characters that are totally absent from the film. There's characters that are like kind of mishmashed together mm-hmm. in the film. Plot threads are dropped. Some characters like what was her name? Sarah Sally, Sally Simpson. Sally Simpson. That that character's shrunk down to literal pointlessness in the movie, mm-hmm. where apparently she's like a pivot mm-hmm. in the like. This this stage production sounds like what I wished this film had been, mm-hmm. and if it maintains even like a quarter of how fun the first thirty minutes are, it's got to be like just a blast all the way through. So we're hoping so. It, yeah, dude, it I'm be. like watching this movie in the beginning, the first thirty minutes. I'm like, I'm so excited to see them do this on stage, and then in the last two thirds, I'm like, I'm so excited to see them do better than this on stage, yeah. <laughs> like. This, if you want to really be ready to watch the play, watch this because first it sets you up for like this is gonna rock, and then it's gonna set you up for like it's gonna definitely be better than this. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the notes the, of this. Yeah, bare bones is gonna be better than this is. Like if nothing, if no else. one shows up, everyone gets sick, and there's just one person on. If stage. If it's just Carl on stage with mono, right. <laughs> singing the like feel me song, feel me. <laughs> <clears throat> Touch me. Gareth. We've come for your daughter, Chuck. <laughs> Chuck. Uh Sandworms. He right. I myself. <laughs> I myself. <laughs> Look, I'm here for your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> We somehow always manage to weave Beetlejuice in. It's because it's so fun to do the voice. Yeah. Okay. 
I'm sorry. And Maggie is hanging out in an all white room. Mm-hmm. Miss Margaret herself. And she's like dolled up in like this weird outfit jug. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like it's like white silk, white floor, and she's drinking like bubbly, like white like, champagne. Like yeah. this beautiful room. She's watching ads for soap and stuff. And uh, do you see? I'm working on it. Yep. But uh, so it keeps cutting back to Tommy. And Tommy's like, remember, you're a bad mommy. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, no, no. And then she's hitting the remote. And like the power button is clearly right there. It's like the she just- turn the TV off button. And she's like, ah, channel switch, channel switch. Where's Jersey Shore? And then all of a sudden, like, She's she's dancing around. I again, no idea what the song was about, but she's singing. She's singing hard. Well, this was, and that was an additional song. That was basically a we hired Aunt Margaret, and she's all in. And when you have Aunt Margaret all in, I mean, they added like four songs for her, just for her. And it makes I'm so glad they did because you've never seen anyone more committed to anything no. than Ever. her in this scene. Because the TV, she throws, she's like, I can't stand watching soap commercials anymore! And she throws the champagne bottle, and the champagne, that was actually kind of a cool effect, where they have a big glass plate in front of the camera, and the bottle explodes before it hits the camera. It's super cool. Like, again, first 35 minutes, like, your eyeballs will never leave the screen. Mm -hmm. It's so visually fascinating. But then the, the TV explodes, and foam, like, like laundry soap foam, it's just like, pours out. And Anne Margaret just, she's just, a PG movie, ready? Yeah. She like gets into the foam and she's like rubbing it all over her body. And in at one point. In a crocheted pantsuit. In a crocheted pantsuit. She's in a crocheted pantsuit with a black thong on. And like there are 29,000 shots of just like, hey, audience, did you notice that? Uh, her, that's her butt. That's her butt. <laughs> right. You see yep. it? She's a thong and it's crocheted. So you can see through the crochet. That's her butt. Because mm-hmm. so she's like on her knees in her like crocheted romper, <laughs> just smushing foam into her face. It's like like a crazy person. She's enjoying it a lot. She's like just like I've got foam on me, baby. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, nothing could top that. There's no way it gets weirder than this. And that's when the beans blow <laughs> out of the screen. It's like well, like a can of beans. No, like the you know the elevator from The Shining. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, if it opened and the hallway flooded <laughs> with baked beans. beans, like that's how many beans hit, and they spray her down yes. with it, dude. Yeah. Like she barely stays up on her knees, just like getting blasted Bean with beans. Cannon. She's like. <laughs> She's like fighting against the stream, <laughs> their mouth open. She's like, ah, still singing, like, give me the beans, give me the beans. <laughs> They're like falling down her decolletage, crocheted romper suit. She's just like rubbing them in into the fabric. She's like, beans on my belly button. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's crazy. It's the craziest thing you've ever I was, and that at that point, I'm like, we've we've clearly we've peaked. peaked. There's. There's nothing you could do short of like, like bringing out around a body pillow. Yeah, like (laughs) I'm thinking to myself, I'm like the only thing that would make this more bananas is if they sprayed her down with chocolate sauce, (laughs) and then she like did a weird porny inchworm up a giant (laughs) pillow that looked like a penis. And then the next thing that happens is they spray her down with chocolate sauce. And dude, and Margaret, I, I, there's no way it's scripted. She's just, she's lost her mind. Yeah. She's so covered in like semi viscous foodstuffs that <laughs> she's just, she's like, 
She's like, I got chocolate in one eye. I got a full bean under my lid on the left. That pillow is looking good to me, baby. And she just... Yeah, she loses herself in there. Dude, she just can't... And she's... It's not even like, like, I'm riding a bull. She's just like, I'm a caterpillar. I'm a caterpillar. I just... It's, it's unbelievable, man. <laughs> she's she's working the she's working her way up the pillow so hard that all the stuffing is getting like forced into one end like a toothpaste tooth with the cap still on, and then she rolls off it onto the floor and is like writhing in her chocolate bean foam paradise. It's amazing. It's yeah. It it's is one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. Like and then the scene ends and and Frank comes back in and the room is clean and she's on the ground and mm-hmm. la la la. But at that you don't even know because you're sitting on the couch and your brain is flatlined. Yeah, it's like Doo! that was a lot of beans. And that's your first thought <laughs> yeah. back. It's like when your brain kick starts. It's like where'd they get so many beans from? <laughs> and then your second thought is is just a slow clap for Anne Margaret. Yeah, seriously. Like, I want. I is there a movie where she goes farther? Where she gets weirder than that? I think this might be the the peak Anne Margaret moment. It's amazing, but she is like that. She's pretty. She's pretty nutty. You know when when act in most, in like you know when most actors things. or actresses like commit when they commit yes. when they're like okay look you I'm reading the script and this is totally bonkers but I bet you I can sell it yeah yeah we we talk about it sometimes where like sometimes when a performance goes to eleven you can kind of tell it's just someone they didn't know and they're what, mugging kind of like they didn't know what choice to make so they're uh, the it Tim in. Burton Planet of the Apes the Tim Roth like Tim yeah Tim Roth is constantly at eleven but it's it's just lazy yeah there are other moments where like a performance goes all the way to eleven and you are about to be like that's too big and then you're like but he's Heath Ledger you've committed completely to it it's like when you live what do you think Anne Margaret sitting in her trailer and she's just like. All right, so what would drive what would drive Mrs. Walker to um, smear beans on her bosom and writhe around on the floor and get really randy with a pillow? Well, I can see like she she had a troubled childhood and she came <laughs> she came late to religion. Like you right, can yeah. see her like doing you her backstory where she's just like he has Why? a full journal full of backstory. Whereas I to get actually it. feel like Anne Margaret probably like these were the elements she brought to the table. You guys wanted like five weird things, so I brought my porn hotel room, my beans, and my champagne. <laughs> that was her. And I, I just want to show you guys what I do on Saturday and we'll see if it works. <laughs> This isn't even part of the That's movie. Better, yeah. They just it's went like, to Anne Margaret's house yeah. for like <laughs> for like a little weekend oh, unwind. This is unexpected. No, come on in. All right. Well, we're built. We're still building the pinball set for the end, so we're gonna take a long weekend. Um, Anne Margaret's invited us over for a nice dinner at her place. On Can I show you guys my bean cannon? Uh, what was that? Did you, <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, Ms. Margaret. Hold on, everyone. Shut up. Shut up. What was that? Can Can I show you guys my bean cannon? Absolutely. Friends, camera, film, uh, let's get sound on this. If we can get the B unit back, I don't need whatever they're shooting. I need bean cannon is what I need. Get Come on over. Let's, like, it's, yeah. and by the way, it doesn't at all belong in the film, but no, I'm so, no. so glad that it's there. And again, this is the point in the movie where you can turn the movie off. Yep. Once it goes back to a white room, you'll thank us. Done. Big old scratch in the disc. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's the most insane thing I've ever yeah. seen. And I've seen... It's cuckoo nuts, man. Yeah. It's it's almost like... Uh, hold on. It's like... 
Have you seen Requiem for a Dream? Oh, yeah. So I'm going to be on the television, Harry. So the weirdest parts of Requiem for a Dream are wish that they could be mm-hmm. as committed as, oh, as yeah, our Margaret walk and, is Our walking, talking fridge has got nothing on beans uh-huh. coming out of a television. You're watching it, and Jennifer Connelly's sweating, and there's a bunch of old dudes with money in their hands, and you're like, this is dumb. I've seen Anne Margaret get hit with beans. <laughs> 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 it's it's totally bananas, dude. Okay. <sighs> so, in retrospect, I probably will go through this episode with my with my my yeah. forty second clip of B and just throw it in. I think that would be more appropriate. Yeah, definitely. But that'll um, make it for fun. And then on the Patreon, we can drop the unedited. I'll put the uncut cut, yeah. one up on up on the yeah. page. I still might pull your first joke out. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So the uncut version will go up on Patreon, and we'll make a we'll make a P, uh, not a PC. There's no way we're gonna no. manage PC. Well, the, I think that the content, even Tommy, isn't PC. Like not this even is remotely. Not, the stage version isn't either. I mean, part of the struggle of my character is that, like, there are horrible things that this character does to another yeah. human. So, while I was while the mics were warming up, I think I, I was we were talking about it when the movie ended, but before we started recording, I was saying, I'm like, I don't know how to talk about this movie mm-hmm. if we're gonna try and do it because our goal at the beginning was do like PG, make it kind of more family friendly. But I'm right. like, that was the least family friendly movie I've ever seen. Yeah, it doesn't like this is it's like we just watched like Hostel the musical well man. yeah you're not gonna take your kids to like hey the state theater is showing tommy at noon on sunday no. let's bring the family you're like, yeah. i mean it's, it's like a midnight film festival yeah exactly yeah, this is yeah. more like a rocky horror picture show it does it lives in that space for sure and you know what though like as boring as the two last two th- as derailed as the last right. two thirds of the movie are i'll watch this again oh absolutely this was really fun like it it drags you know what you do is you watch the first 35 minutes and then you like do some dishes while some stuff happens, and you <laughs> and let it play in the background. Yeah, they, yeah. like it's weird because we talk about this movie. Oh I yeah, ex- throw this on at a. This is that's exactly what this movie's for. Throw this on at a party mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because for the first thirty-five minutes, when everyone's chilling and they've got their first couple of drinks, that stuff is bananas. Yeah, and then once everyone's in the groove and they're talking to each other, that's when the, the party breaks out happen. and like that's hey, fine. Maybe someone's playing you cards. Can, yeah. You can check in when like you know some of the later musical numbers are popping on or whatever. But man, this is like. I was not expecting this at all. I was ready for like, well, we're watching Roger Corman, so if Carl wants to do some musical to tie in, you know, I, he's in the show, so I guess we'll watch them. And then the movie just went like, like plaid. The movie went to plaid, and I was just like, I don't even my my I couldn't. I have naked lunch sitting next to my TV, and I think this movie's weirder. Yeah. (laughs) And you have a typewriter that turns into an alien and is talking to You have an alien typewriter in that. And you have uh you have like isn't wait, Naked Lunch is the one with the weird giant insects that are like trying to tear Peter Sellers apart. Like and Tommy much of Tommy is weirder. Yeah, I would agree with that completely. It's kind of awesome. All right, do you guys have anything else for the actual film proper? Because I don't. Mm. I like. I I'd, I'd saved all my enthusiasm for Anne Margaret's. I loved your enthusiasm on this episode, dude. <laughs> it was. I think this is a rare. This is like a top five max. Just losing his. <laughs> <laughs> I, I totally did. I, yeah, I could was, contain my enthusiasm. It was so enthusiasm. fun for me to be across the table from you watching oh. it all happen. I know, and for like for once, it might be better that we don't have a visual component because then otherwise, my grandmother might see me like and yeah. Margareting on a giant pillow, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like pushing beans into my nipples and stuff. Oh, yeah. It was 
It's bananas. All right. So do do you guys don't have anything else on the film? Do you want to any last minute thoughts on any sort of like the the differences or similarities or any? Do you want to take a couple tag-ins? minutes and talk about uh, the production, the OTP yeah. production? Because that's what I'm honestly that's what I'm interested in. The movie was fun, but like cool. I. I want to. You guys are doing stuff right now. You're, mm-hmm. you're doing this as a show. So, do you want to talk about that for a little bit? <sighs> Why did you decide yeah. to do it for starters? Was this your call, or yeah, did you get yeah, in no, I actually uh, applied and interviewed to to direct, and um, it's you know we we got to know Tommy when I was in high school, and it was like this rock opera is really like an important thing for us as kids and um and the movie and the musical follow i'm sorry i just put the movie and the musical in the same category <laughs> <laughs> I just walk that back a second the musical follows this timeline through you know like world war ii and through tommy growing up and in the 60s and blah blah, blah. and we're trying to kind of erase all of that and just focus on the this recurring thread of humanity and this like celebrity worship and mob mentality and a lot of things that are pretty relevant today. Yeah, it's bare. It, well, having just watched the movie, I've never seen the show, but like even in the movie, a lot of those things are in there. Right. Like the the Church of Marilyn Monroe. Right. Y- you see that, and with just like two minor tweaks, it could be you know have everyone mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. open their prayer books and it's cell phones or whatever. Like mm-hmm. this is super relevant if yeah. you if you dig the stuff out. But, yeah. So, so we are trying to like keep it kind of time frame free like we're everybody's in jeans and t-shirts and converse sneakers because that's pretty universal like right, yeah. youth wear across sure. the decades, the decades yeah. yeah um we're doing a ton uh so we're focusing a lot on what we can do on the stage with special effects with lighting with glow glow paint black light cool. anything that lights up that makes sound that makes um some visual component more interesting we're trying to turn the whole theater basically into a pinball machine at some point and we're trying to pace out like how to reveal all these things so that we do stay the audience stays with us through the whole arc and they don't fall right. off in act two so, so you're, you're you're the way that you're structuring the show is you're not front loading all of the big Correct. set pieces right. you're spraying right. them out okay right. yeah i think i would have preferred that it's a little man yeah Honestly, because yeah. it's kind of like the the David Byrne. Have you ever seen the concert album? Uh, the concert of the uh, Stop Making Sense. No, I've heard the album. Yeah, it starts with him just on an empty stage with a boombox and his guitar, and he plays. And by the end, you have like a fifty piece orchestra behind him, and he's jamming out the huge jacket. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the same thing, right? It's like you don't want to. Mm-hmm. If you start with a big huge band and David Byrne out there singing you- "Burning Down the House," you like. It's still great, and it's the talking heads, but an hour half later, you're like, I'm a little bit petered out. But if you yeah. build it over the course of an hour and a half. Well, and speaking hours. of the band itself, like our oh our goodness. band is uh, is probably the best band that the Playhouse has ever had in the pit. I mean, our all of them, the lead guitar, the drummer, the keyboards, like they are just, they're taking time out of their schedule now because they don't want to peak too soon because they're that good. And so we had the first sing through last night with the with the um, ensemble, and it was just it's it going to feel like a rock concert. Yeah. Did and you? Is there any crossover between that and the band from uh, the Little Prince, the Man Who Fell Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. Tony uh, Barrow is our music director, so he was the music director for that. Okay. as well, because I I don't really have a whole lot of. I haven't been to a bunch of shows and very few musicals, but the guitarist and the bassist and the drummer. I mean, oh, yeah, all four of them. All four mm-hmm. of them. The music was unbelievable. Every single member of that band is, is in, in this, this band. pit. Okay, awesome. Sure? Oh, no, maybe not. I don't know. 
I know Michael, the lead guitar, is a lead guitar guy okay. for us. Yeah, he was amazing. Yeah. Like him, Watching him seamlessly rip back and forth between David Bowie and Prince, <laughs> and, Prince? and even even managed to mimic Can't some catches of... Catches his nuance. Like, there's a, yeah, there's, yeah. A certain, there's a certain sound. If you listen to a lot of guitar, there's a certain sound that you get just in a player's left hand. But the nuance of guitar playing is like the pick. It's how much attack is in the pick. Mm-hmm. And Prince and David Bowie are like night and day. Especially because David Bowie didn't play a lot of the solos. That was a rotating cast of guitarists. And he catches the he catches the nuance of it was amazing. Yeah. He's an incredible guitarist. I was so really was, impressed by him. I when I'm whenever I'm involved in a musical, I'm kind of like I always second guess my decision. Like, did I have the time for this? Am I really? Oh my gosh! This is a, but the first time you have your first sits probe, where you sit down and you are singing with the band, is always that sort of turning moment where you're like, okay, yeah, I'm in a musical now. This is awesome, and it's always really like amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Last night, sitting down with the band and doing it, I was like, I left and I felt like it was surreal to me. And we we didn't even have our lead. Our lead wasn't there. Guitar player wasn't there last night. Yeah. So we didn't have any of the riffs or any of that. But just. Even without that main the part of it, section. the band was like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, there's a couple places in the score where it just says like "drummer go nuts," mm-hmm. and you don't know what you're gonna get right. when, in a community theater environment. Like, okay, drummer go, mm-hmm. but and he's oh just like triangle. But this one, you're just basically like, if this drummer just went nuts for like the rest of the show, we'd we'd be we'd have a show. Like, it's amazing what these guys are doing and. Awesome. Yeah. And we're going to, it's, this is kind of a yes and show as a director. It's sort of like, I got people coming up to me and like, can I thread LED glow lights in my hair? Yep. Can I, can I do half of this number on roller skates? (laughs) Please. Do. Definitely. Please do. (laughs) 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 I'm getting lots of great ideas, but I'm not hearing a whole lot of. (laughs) So if. Or bean cannons. Bean bean cannon. Anyone? (laughs) <laughs> that took every that took every thought that I had in my head and just flushed it down my mental toilet. I have no idea. That's so excellent, dude. That is a definition of how to tag back a joke. That was yeah, like, that was your timing was perfect. I'll we'll measure and flicks yeah, applaud that. Really Absolutely. Well played. Um <laughs> So that this is what do you guys think of our how how did you do you feel the first crossover event measuring flicks between the old town playhouse went? I hope I they like, can't like sue us or anything, but no, <laughs> no, no. If they could sue us, Carl and I would be in prison already. Right, <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> like the... our Connor Sweeney comments. About... <laughs> <laughs> but no, I dig it. It's good having uh, my sister on the show, and yeah. I want to have her on more because like we well, grew up watching movies and stuff. Like we actually have a whole list of movies we call Rudies, mm. which are the like movies that, that define our roots as people, like where we came from as not like, like the film Rudy. Nah, no, no, Rooties. no, Rooties, R O T I E S, or some very. That's sad that you right. guys named that after the movie Rudy. That's no, a that re- exactly. But <laughs> no, so there's a, there are there are a number of flicks. She she just recently listened to um, our um, Butch, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid episode mm-hmm. and was like, hmm, <laughs> hmm, that hmm, we grew up with that. Hmm, yeah, you don't remember her name. <laughs> hmm. Although I will say the Die Hard episode, which right. is a is a deep Rudy. You did a fantastic job in the Die Hard episode. If you Thank haven't, you. if anybody out there hasn't listened to that one, you should. It's I'm good. really glad because the only thing I remember about the Die Hard just episode, quoting it the entire, quoting time. a lot of it, and then I remember like the last 20 minutes or something, we just lo- completely stopped talking about the movie, and we were just like, oh, it's it Christmas, great. isn't Christmas great? Yeah. I just love you guys so much. <laughs> Look at the 
tree overboard. <laughs> well, that is that was a problem. I got to figure out how to fix that because the tree sits there and that window at night reflects it. We do oh. episodes in the morning now, yeah. but that was one of the special ones because we had everyone <laughs> over for it. And I was just like, just like beautiful starlight. Everyone's got like a glisten, like just slowly crying happy tears at the end of the episode. It was great, man. It was so great. We were all covered in glitter by the end. It was so amazing. do you want to do another one of these? Yeah. Do. Okay, cool. We would love to. We were talking about, I thought it was actually a really good idea. While we were watching the movie, I was I was talking, I just threw it out there. I was like, we should do Anne margaret movies because if, mm-hmm. if they're even an eighth as crazy as this yeah. one, we're going to have a blast. Yeah. And then Sarah, you were like, well, you guys should probably have a, a woman on to talk because you can't mansplain Anne margaret to the world. Yeah. And I was like please you <laughs> yeah right exactly. like Bur- obviously bird will if i'm like uh bird carl and i are a little worried because we're watching a movie that's like famously or notoriously not part of our particular place in the world like we're two white men like we had some trouble with straw dogs talking yeah. about straw dogs mm-hmm. because of that and i didn't want to make bird watch it so we didn't have a, anyone else i was like i can't subject this. That, that's how you get a six-hour conversation that makes you feel dirty and we don't speak for two weeks right yeah we stopped doing episodes for a while when we were done wow. but yeah like we it was a rough it was a rough go we read but. we read a warning at the beginning of each episode it was like look we're talking about really controversial stuff just remember it's a movie and where everything mm. we say is in the context of the film there was a lot of that in the mm-hmm. conversation yeah. so to, if we're gonna do and margaret if we're gonna have movies like that yeah. either bird or I'd, we would love to have you back obviously it's it's a lot of fun to screen and talk so yep um do you guys have anything else I mean, let's hit them with dates again and where they can find it if they're in the Traverse City area. Give us dates. Last weekend in April. Okay. We open on that Friday. All right. The enter date here. And well, you know, uh, I, think it's it's a, I think it's the 25th through the through May 16th. Right. Okay. So the last sequin of the last Friday of April. April. The last Friday of April through yeah. like May 16th-ish. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool. And it's at the Old Town Playhouse mm-hmm. in downtown Traverse downtown City. Downtown Traverse City. And you can go to their website directly for links to the tickets. Okay. This is oldtownplayhouse.com um, and there's also um, uh, Up North Live I believe has a link to that as well. Tickets so, as well. Yeah. And because The best place to go is just the the old town playhouse website and they have links for everything there other shows like depot shows that are opening before us like yeah. uh, there's a, a play called marjorie prime that is opening at the uh depot theaters we're going to be running for the tickets, next three weeks in my experience the few times i've seen an otp mm-hmm. show is tickets do sell out fast and it's mm-hmm. not always mm-hmm. feasible to get them at the door so definitely right. get your tickets especially for a musical musicals musical. usually musicals sell are fast, big yeah. yeah um so get your get your tickets ahead of time for sure and i'll definitely be coming to see that too, awesome, just dude. for the bean cannon all right well that's been a very special measuring flex um thank you so much for coming on the show we hope we can get you back um so next the next episode you hear i'll probably drop this one like midweek or something to to distinguish it from the rest of the show so when you come back next week you will be hearing uh x the man with x-ray eyes our wrap-up of the first month of roger corman films so stay tuned for that carl let's thank our patrons and then let's get out of here all right sweet we would like to thank our recent uh most recent uh mike and kelly wagner uh from here in beautiful uh, traverse city michigan uh, we would also like to thank Katie Clark, who is another recent patron of ours. Thank you so much, Katie, um, who is a friend of Carl's. I've yet to meet these fine people, but if they're local, I've so far I've met all of our local patrons, and now I have we're always, we're three gonna, more i got to find. The goal is to, to meet our patrons via having them on the show. 
Yeah, John and Casey, we already know what movie we're going to do mm-hmm. with them when we get them on the show. So, so spe- who are those people? Speaking of, let's thank John Scheibe and Casey Scheibe, uh, our two oldest patrons, our, our original, well, not, uh, I don't know if they're old, our, our two original patrons, right. our first two patrons, uh, dear friends of me and Birds, and they live over in the NYC. Thank you guys so much for your support, for keeping the lights on. We also I'm going to shout out the Connor Sweeney. Go for it, Sweeners. Bro. Thank you so much for everything. Uh, come out and see us. I know you will. He was so fantastic in Fun Home. My sister was in Fun Home. We talked about it on a couple. Of, that was yeah. the last production she was in. But Connor, dude, this man can act, can sing, can dance, and just a joy to watch. So I've only ever seen him in uh, Midsummer Night's Dream. That's right. But it was such too. a yeah. blast having him on. We had him on the Die Hard Three episode. Yeah. And As a Patreon exclusive. Was, yeah, that was incredible. That episode is so so funny. He's hilarious. He's mm-hmm. totally wrong about Die Hard Four. And he's I know of, he's stupid to think. Well, what we're he does. we're still trying to break his, <laughs> break him of that. I'll get him turned around on that one. And then uh, lastly, you you have to think. Oh, Danielle Pelshaw, thank you so much for your support, both on the show and off. Right. Um, woo, this movie, you haven't seen it yet. You bought the album last night at the RPM. So she actually has all of those Anne Margaret add-ins. Yeah, she does. On vinyl. Cheers. Yeah. Good good Enjoy her. that, babe. And I'll see you tonight at rehearsal. <laughs> at rehearsal. All right. She's a stage manager for Tommy. For Tommy? Yeah. Oh my god, she has to watch this movie, man. I know. You gotta get her to watch this movie. I feel like I can only watch this movie once Laffy every tappy. six to eight nah, years. You but watch, um, <laughs> you could watch this tomorrow under the right circumstances. I'll tell you that right True. now. All right. So, um, if you want to drop us a line, drop it to measuringflixpodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, and thank you all so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Keep stay tuned. We're on our way through Roger Corman and our drive-in movie b-movie exploitation <laughs> film strange madness year. And it sounds like the Patreon we had a plan. And we might just throw it out the window and just start watching crazy stuff that comes to mind. Absolutely. Who, who knows, man? This is the this is the year for us. So thank you all so much for listening. And uh, stay tuned, stay listening, stay frosty, and get those beans on you. Yeah.